From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the SIC PrepCast, IdahoSports.com, breaking down uh, the 5A, 4A Treasure Valley action week in, week out. Brandon Bainey is always joined by Wayne DeZubak. Wayne, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Hey, I wore my Nike t-shirt today because it's spring and I'm ready to rock and roll, ready to get out there and get into some action. Definitely. Well, I was going to say, Wayne, it looks like you've gotten a little sun recently. That tan's looking nice. Well, you know what? If you just hang out long enough, take the dog for long enough walks, man, I said, you can bring it, you can soak in those rays. It's pretty good. I would like to say it's all golf, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. What's the, uh, do, you, do you like to get out on the golf course a couple times a year or how, how avid a golfer are you, Wayne? Not at all because see, I, I I'm OCD. So I have a problem, you know, after about the third hole, I start looking at everything. A squirrel runs across the course. I start talking about that and I just lose my concentration and, you know, I wish I could. So I'm more of a, you know, if, if the sport would take about 15 minutes, I'd be good. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, golf is a, a patient man's game. And I also do not have the patience to, to get through a round of golf. So no doubt. Uh, golf is one of just many spring sports going on in the Treasure Valley right now. I think the big story from last week, though, were these huge spring break tournaments that took place. There were actually a couple of them going on. You had uh, for softball, the win the pitch tournament, which was hosted by a couple of different 5A, 4A schools, the annual Bucks Bags Spring Break Baseball Tournament. And then Rocky Mountain and Eagle kind of quietly did their own little tournament as well and brought over some teams, you know, like Highland and Madison and Lewiston and kind of a 5A, 5A only type event at Rocky Mountain and Eagle. But there, there was a lot of baseball and softball teams in your neck of the woods last week, Wayne. Yeah, there really was. There was a lot of stuff going on. And then you had somebody individually like Mountain View. They went down to Arizona and played down there, did pretty good. They went three and one. They uh, lost to uh, Peoria, Arizona, but uh, uh, they defeated teams from uh, Colorado, Washington, and then, of course, from Arizona. So three and one for Mountain View going down to an Arizona tournament. That's always tough. But you're right with Bucks Bags. They've been around for years. They've been sponsoring that tournament forever, as long as I can remember anyway. And you get a ton of teams there. And I'll tell you what. We had three teams that went undefeated throughout that with Skyview 4-0, BK 4-0, and Middleton 4-0. I mean, that's pretty impressive because you've got teams from Bonneville, Pocatello, Eastern Idaho, uh, you know, the, the south, Southwest with uh, Burley and people like that. Twin Falls was involved. So from all over the state, and, and the weather was great. Uh, Bucks Bags a couple of years ago, for the last two years, they had rain. This time they had nice sunshine and a lot of good games. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun to watch all that action. Uh, you, you mentioned Mountain View. Yeah, they they left town for spring break. They went down yeah. to Arizona and went three and one, which is good because, you know, in Arizona, they get a jump start on everybody in terms of baseball. They're, they're able to start their season a lot earlier than up in Idaho, yeah. right? Do they ever stop? I mean, I think they've got year-round <laughs> baseball. I think that's what they do. But I think it's pretty impressive. Like I said, they had teams from Colorado, Washington, Arizona, Idaho, and, uh, you know, Mountain View held its own pretty good job right there uh, for Mountain View. In fact, Mountain View, uh, with that three and one record down in Arizona, is now four and two overall and number three in the state as far as the, the rankings go. We can talk about that in a minute. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mountain View is a team that's going to be in the mix in that very competitive 5A. And you mentioned uh, we'll just start with baseball, the Bucks Bags tournament. You had Skyview 
go 4-0. Uh, wins over Bonneville, Pocatello, Canyon Ridge, and Reynolds High School from Oregon. Yeah. And then a couple of 4A teams went 4-0. Bishop Kelly with wins over Blackfoot, Burley, Bonneville, and Minico. And then Middleton went 4-0 as well with wins over Minico, Canyon Ridge, Pocatello, and Sugar Salem. And Minico's pretty decent in baseball. Pocatello obviously is very good. And Blackfoot's really solid. So th these were good wins that all three of these teams picked up. Well, how many times have we said it? It doesn't depend. It doesn't matter what sport we're talking about, Brandon. BK and Middleton, you know, they're going to go at each other tooth and nail. And right now, combined, they are 18 and 2. Uh, BK's 9 and 0, and Middleton's 9 and 2 overall on the season, and both went 4 and 0 at the Bucks bag. So, you know, something's got to give when these two teams play a little later on in the season. It's going to be fun to watch them all year long. They will be among the players in the 4A ranks. And that was the big story last year in 4A baseball. BK and Middleton entered districts as kind of the two heavy favorites, and Middleton got upset and, and didn't make it to state. Columbia did, and Columbia ended up getting all the way to the championship where they lost to BK. And so I know Columbia is very excited about their chances this year as well, but I agree with you, Wayne. BK and Middleton, at least at the jump, look pretty solid um on the 5a side yeah skyview going 4-0 i thought was really interesting because last year the hawks kind of very quietly went 17 and 9 and 1 but it got overshadowed by all these other titans uh rocky mountain and timberline and eagle and mountain view and so skyview kind of got forgotten about but they they went 17 and 9 and 1 and they were young they had a lot of young talent i mean uh, they had three sophomores Graydon Lucas at pitcher, Grady Daniels at first base, and Caden Yesford in the infield earn all conference honors as freshmen a year ago. And they're all sophomores. This is still a young Skyview team, but a team I'm pretty excited to watch. Yeah, and believe me, all the other coaches and players know it. They're, they're looking out for Skyview, and Skyview did nothing to, uh, to you know, to say, hey, we're not that good anymore because they are that good. And those freshmen are growing up now, and you go 4-0 in the Bucks bags tournament. And as you mentioned, with wins over Bonneville, Pocatello, Canyon Ridge, and a team Reynolds out of Oregon. I don't know anything about Reynolds, but, you know, it's an Oregon team. They have a little longer season than what we do. They get going a little quicker. But bottom line is, Skyview is looking good. So I'm excited about the teams that we're looking at over here. Yeah, so we had the first coaches poll of the season come out last week, Wayne, right before the Bucks bags tournament started. And so I know a couple eyebrows were raised, and and you look at teams. There'll be some changes, I think, after the spring break tournaments in in the first coaches poll of the year. The the biggest thing I noticed was that um, a lot of not favoritism, but a lot of those. 5A, 4A teams from District 3 kind of got the early nod simply because they've been able to play so many more games because of weather. You know, over in East Idaho, they've hardly been able to play. Same deal up in North Idaho. Yeah, I think so. And I think, uh, you know, and we hadn't talked about Timberline, for instance, or Rocky Mountain because we did talk about them in the uh, in the Bucks Bags tournament because they weren't there. But Timberline, 6-0, Rocky Mountains, 8-1. They're 1-2 in the poll that came out on March 24th. Now, as you and I have talked a couple of times this week uh, already, this all of this stuff, the softball, the baseball, track and field, all of it, the seasons are a work in progress right now. They are just beginning. We we And, and you're right. Everybody gravitates towards the ones that have always been good. Timberline's always been good in baseball. Rocky Mountain's had a good baseball team, Mountain View. 
And so they gravitate that way. But I think Timberline, Rocky Mountain, one and two right now, pretty good in 5A, is a pretty good pick. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I guess I forgot to mention that uh, Timberline was competing at that Bucks bags and they went four and oh as well. I guess I was, I was so yeah. on the lookout for Skyview that I totally forgot about Timberline. I can't believe I did that. They beat Skyline Reynolds high school from Oregon, Thunder mm -hmm. Ridge and twin falls and twin falls and Skyline are pretty good for a program. So yeah, the, the wolves just keep on keeping on and Rocky mountain looks really solid as well. And uh, now we get into everybody's played a conference game, Wayne. They played one early conference game, and now the rest of the way in those 5A baseball clubs, it's pretty much all conference games from here on out. So we're, we're going to find out real soon, you know, where everybody stands. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. But the tournaments give us a lot of insight as to what we're going to have and what we're going to see. And, and really, the cream has already come to the top. You know, I mean, it, it's right there. We know what these teams are going to do. So looking forward to the rest of the season. And by this time next week, we'll have a much better idea of what's going on as they start getting hot and heavy here. For sure. Uh, so on the softball side of things, the the win the pitch spring break tournament took place at a couple of different schools over there in, in the Boise Valley. And Centennial, 4-0 record with wins over Sugar Salem, Wood River, Caldwell, and Madison. Emmett went 4-0 with wins over Sandpoint, Canyon Ridge, Payette, and Wood River. And uh, Capital went 3-1. And, mm -hmm. and why are we lumping in Capital with these 4-0 teams? Well, because that one loss is their only loss so far on the season. <laughs> they're 8-1 they're and one overall, 3-1 and one in this tournament. And their only loss came by one run to Lewiston, 6-5. to five. And yeah. Capital, kind of like Skyview in baseball, Capital softball, as I talked to coaches, they said, look out, Capital might be a sneaky team this year. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, there's no lookout about it. Watch out. They are there. Like you said, they're 8-1. They're ranked number two right now in the first poll of the year, right behind Skyview at 7-0. So they're right smack dab in it. Timberline, don't forget about them. They've got a good baseball team, but their softball team's not so shabby either. It's 6-1. and one, So it's right there, number three in the polls. And then, of course, you kind of go down from there, Rocky Mountain uh, at four and three and Hawaii at five and three. But just the fact that Hawaii, you know, every every sport, it's a first year sport. You know, we had the basketball team. They won the state championship. First time that's ever happened for, you know, for a, a school to win a state championship in basketball. So, you know what, uh, Hawaii being in there, they, they think they've got a real good chance this year. So that's going to be interesting. But Capital eight and one. And as you mentioned, that one loss to Lewiston by one run. Yeah, it's uh, pretty exciting uh, to see uh, the 5A softball side because last year Skyview won the 5A title. Well, they were the, the fifth place team from districts. They had to win a state playing game just to get there. And once they got there, boy, they caught fire, which I think could be similar this year. Again, any of the four or five teams who make it to state could get hot and win it. So there's so much softball talent in the Valley right now. I mean, it has gotten really, really good. And so many schools, so many people playing uh, that I really can't pick a winner. I mean, you could pick maybe five teams right now. They're going to be there uh, at the end in May. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be really uh, awesome. I give the the nod to Timberline, I think, initially because they have the best player. Amber Thornton as a mm -hmm. pitcher is, is so good and almost unhittable. And she is committed uh, to Boise State. So... Uh, for softball. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, so Timberline, I think, kind of has the bullseye. Boy, there's a lot of teams lining up to hit the pinata. And how about that first softball coaches poll of the year, Wayne? One through five, it was all teams from District 3. 
Yeah, I know. And that's going to change. I mean, and when you look at Rocky Mountain and Hawaii down there with three losses each, it's going to change. But you mentioned uh, Amber Thornton uh, going to Boise State and stuff like that. Just want to give a shout out to the Broncos softball team. Today, they're ranked number 25 in the nation. So they jumped into the uh, uh, national rankings at number 25. Oklahoma's number 21. And so I find it funny because that Nebraska, or excuse me, Nebraska, that Oklahoma and uh, that Boise State thing. But Oklahoma's 29 and 0 on the year, and Boise State right now is 27 and 5, and that got them in the top 25 first time this year. So that's kind of cool. And it's because they're getting players like Amber Thornton. I mean, they're recruiting from at home, and they just got good players, and, and they just got a solid team. And, and they're playing all over the place, too. They were, they, they, just well, they just kind of swept Nevada down Reno, but they also just play everywhere and anyone. And I think that's kind of cool. So good to see all these local softball players staying home. Yeah, it's it's really exciting, and to see Boise State continue to develop as a softball program at the college level as well. Uh, very exciting to watch for sure. Uh, let's let's uh, so that's what happened last week. Let's look ahead to what's coming up, Wayne. There is a huge, and we talked about it a little bit last week, but a huge dual track meet coming up oh, yeah. this week. Well, Boise and Rocky Mountain. I mean, the Boise girls, they are the cream of the crop. I mean, they are there. Uh, uh, the Boise boys are okay, but Rocky Mountain won the championship last year for the boys. Now, coming up on Friday at Rocky Mountain, and they're already talking about it here in these parts. Uh, about those two teams, it's just going to be a dual meet. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. The girls, uh, I don't see any chance Rocky Mountain beating the gals, but the guys is going to be a fun one. And, you know, it's going to be interesting because Rocky Mountain has three runners that really do a good job in the mile. And that's one of the first events uh, of the meet on Friday night is the mile run. Uh, Ty Sainsbury, Trent Wygood, who, uh, guy, Wygod, rather, who uh, is, is going over to Boise State, you know, Boise State, they passed on Nathan Green, who went to Washington, but that gives you an idea what they saw in Trent Wygott. They really like this guy and uh, and then Zach Pollock. So those three right there, boom, 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 are going to be going after each other. And it's interesting because Wygott, as good as he is, Sansbury beat him last week in a pre-spring break meet uh, by running a 420 mile. So four minutes, 20 second mile. And so there's going to be a lot of competition between them. So I think it's going to be a fun night to be over at Rocky Mountain High School on Friday. 4.30 is when the meet starts. And uh, and just watching the Boise girls run, I mean, they're phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the 5A leaders right now, and again, we're early in the track season, and these times yeah. and distances could change. But just between Boise and Rocky Mountain on the boys' side, Mason Lawyer of Boise is the top 100 time, a 10.89 already mm-hmm. in the 100. Uh, in the 400, Leah Murray of Boise, a 50.43 tops in 5A. Then you talked about uh, Sainsbury in the mile. He's got the top time in 5A. And Wygod's got the best two-mile time, 9 yeah. minutes, 30.67. Um, and then Porter Caulfield of Boise has the top time in both hurdles races, 110 and 300. And then you get over into the field events. And Seth Nelson of Boise, top pole vault of Mark in 5A, 15 feet, 3 inches he's already cleared. And so the talent is there, and that's just the boys' side. If you look at the girls' side and what's going on between just, again, Boise and Rocky Mountain, yeah. and that's it. Sophia Clark, top time in 5A in the 100. in the, uh, and, and she's only a sophomore, too, by the way. That's pretty impressive stuff. It just blows me away. Uh, 
Boise doesn't have any of those top times yet in those distance races, but they will. Yeah. Allie Bruce is, is right there. And of course, uh, Samantha Smith will probably be making her, her track and field debut for the brave uh, distance runners. So this is going to be a really good dual meet. There's going to be star power on both sides and maybe some of these five, a leading times and distances might be bettered. We'll have to see what the weather has in store. Well, yeah. And the weather, I think going to be okay. It's supposed to be a little bit windy uh, later today and maybe tomorrow, but I think by Friday is supposed to settle down a little bit. So they should have great. I know it's supposed to be sunny, so it should be good weather. And you're right. It's the Super Bowl of early season uh, dual meets and high school track and field. And, and uh, what better, you know, dual meet than have those two powerhouses going after each other. And the fact that it's a dual meet really does make it personal. I mean, you know, when you have a tri meet or you got four or five teams involved, that's one thing. But here you got the dual meet, you got these two going after one another, just like they did in state last May. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch, fun to report on next Tuesday or, you know, next week when we do this uh, prep cast. Definitely. And before we head out, we, we want to give a shout out to a soccer team, the girls soccer team from, from Rocky Mountain High School. What a great season they had. Didn't quite end the way they wanted it to at state, but boy, uh, just a slew of players signing to play at the next level. Uh, most of them seniors, but one junior did just verbally commit. Uh, Caitlin Slocum, who, who was a really outstanding player for Rocky Mountain last year, just a junior, but she's already committed to play uh, women's soccer at Boise State at the next level. It's very exciting. Yeah. I tell you what, when you take a look at Slocum's record and over the years, and like you mentioned, she's only a junior. She's going to graduate in May of 23. Uh, boy, that makes me feel old when I talk about somebody graduating in May of 23. Unreal. Uh, bottom line is that, you know, she's ODB, ODP player. She's got all kinds of awards. She's right there, and she's only going to get better. She's really – and she's already kind of committed, so she's that, that that's kind of off her chest. She doesn't have to worry about, hey, I'm getting recruited. She can concentrate on her senior season and get done. And so it'll be kind of fun uh, to watch her. And, and again, uh, kudos to Boise State for uh, picking up on some local talent. Yeah, this past year, Slocum uh, in 22 games scored 23 goals and had 11 assists. So a goal and 0.5 assists per game. That's pretty steady, consistent production. <laughs> and and she's not the only member of Rocky Mountain going to Boise State. Uh, Nadia Kincaid, who is a senior, is also going to the Broncos. They become, I believe, the uh, fifth and sixth uh, Rocky Mountain graduates ever. Uh, Kincaid and uh, Slocum will the fifth and sixth Rocky Mountain graduates ever to play women's soccer at Boise State, which is just awesome. So, well, you know, Slocum plays for the Boise Thorns as well, and what a, that that's a team that just makes national news all the time. So, you know, you know they're good, and and again, you know, Boise State sees that they see how they dominate uh, the, the state of Idaho in soccer and how they're doing well now competing in the West Regionals and stuff like that. So they go, hey, let's just keep these gals at home and let them play right here and uh you know and help us win and that's what they're doing also signing from rocky mountain uh madison murphy and haley murphy both going to nic miley carver another d1 student athlete she's going to play at dixie state soon to be uh utah tech i think they're renaming it but they're a division one program and also their goalkeeper ellie stole she's going to go play for i love this this name wayne the trinity trolls what do you think pnt <laughs> baby that's right. Trolls, you gotta love it. Yep, for sure. So a lot of exciting stuff going on uh, for athletes, uh, male and female, in the Treasure Valley. And again, this is what we're going to do in the springtime. We're going to just pick a couple of big headline type stories and 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 break it down for you. But just know that there is a lot of good action going on 
all across uh, the Treasure Valley this time of year, Wayne. You know, and I think, Brandon, it, it, we'll get more in-depth as we get into the season because it really just started spring break. I mean, it's all the kids coming off spring break now, getting back and, and focusing. Yeah, they focused on the Bucks bags tournament and softball tournaments and whatnot. But now it's conference time, as you mentioned. They're going to focus on that. And we're going to see times being set that we can talk about and, and discuss athletes that we can say, hey, look, we told you this person was good and we can see trends and we'll find it, whether it's softball, whether it's tennis. We haven't really gotten into tennis yet. Golf. We haven't got things like that. Is golf this time of year? Yes. Well, it, it'll, it'll be moving to the fall next year but next for year. now. Yes. I, I, it gets me confused sometimes. <laughs> but bottom line, we have baseball and softball. We have so much track and field. It'll be fun to talk about. Yeah, definitely. So uh, thanks for tuning in to the uh, the SIC PrepCast and uh, enjoy the competition this week, everybody. For Wayne DeZuback, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.